What makes a wand magic? Who would win in a fight? E.T. or the Queen Xenomorph from the movie Alien? Answers to these questions and more on This This Paranormal Life! Hello! And welcome back to This Paranormal Life, the weekly comedy podcast hosted every Tuesday by me, Kit Greer-Mulvena, and the guy sitting across from me, Mr. Rory Powers. How are you doing today, Rory? Doing pretty great, Kit. You know, starting off the podcast with an interesting question there. Is the wand special because it's held by a wizard, or could anyone wield a magical wand? All I know is whenever I was a kid, I conducted my own experiments after, you know, watching the first Harry Potter movie, and I wandered around a forest picking up every stick I could find that looked remotely wand-shaped right. and did a quick, give it a quick Expelliarmus, nothing happened. Next one, Wingardium Leviosa. It, ha- it didn't do jack shit. So I don't know if that forest just didn't have any magic wands in it or whether I am just too much of a muggle, but... Uh, I don't know. It was kind of embarrassing as well because uh, every stick you picked up, uh, you tried to cast a spell to kill your father. <laughs> I, I thought I watched the movie and thought, this is my chance. <laughs> and it was painfully awkward every time when the spell failed to execute and you're standing there panting. You said, a cadaver. You're in for it now, father. <laughs> I'm trying to use. Hello, hello. I'm using every one of the band spells. I'm watching the movie with a f-ing notepad and pen. I'm like, okay, what's the one that's literally torture someone? Right, yeah. Kid's family ordered Chinese takeaway one night, and when the chopsticks arrived, Kit grabbed one and held it at his father's throat and said, you're done for. God damn so it. What you're saying is it didn't work. So it is, the magic needs to be in the, the, the beholder. Yeah. Mm. And I mean, I think in the Harry Potter universe, not to, I, I don't want to talk about Harry Potter, but I think in the Harry yeah. Potter, because they went into the most detail about how this all works. Uh, yeah. th- there was a bit, quite a bit of time spent on the wands, actually, because there was this whole thing of like the wand. It was very kind of Grateful Dead stuff. It was like, it was like the, the wand chooses the wizard, man. You can't just pick a wand, man. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but they were also made of, I seem to remember, like pretty magical stuff. It wasn't just wood. It was like, Oh, there's the hair of unicorn. Do the wizards pick f***ing anything? <laughs> the wand picks the wizard. The hat picks the Sorts school. The school, the, yeah. your, your broom picks the wizard. Every wizard gets their own little animal buddy. Do I get to pick it? No, the animals choose you. They don't get to pick anything. What house would you have been in? Um, what house is rat? <laughs> Because uh, there's like snake, owl, eagle, is there a rat? <laughs> That's me. Hmm. I don't know. I think going off vibes alone, it's a toss up between Ravenclaw and Slytherin. Okay. Is there a house for a weasel? I th- <laughs> Again, <laughs> might be a toss up between the two. Where are the Weasleys? I'd be with them. Okay. Well, they were Gryffindor, actually. <laughs> okay. so, yeah, now that you mention it. Uh, I've never done the. I know that there's an official kind of quiz you can do online to find out what Harry Potter uh, house you are. I think it's an official one. Yes. um, Which I haven't done before. Uh, That could be a fun one for the after party. We find out which class we're supposed to be in. I'm pretty sure there's a whole social media platform for people who can't move on from Harry Potter. Really? Yeah. I don't know the name of it because I'm not that much of a pathetic millennial. Right. But... I think it's out there. I think if you're one of those people in recovery, you haven't quite moved on. You just, every night when you go to sleep, you just replay images from the movies, from the books in your head. Sure. Seek help and then look up this. You're wearing a Lord of the Rings t-shirt. 
And? I'm just saying I wouldn't criticize people right, who well, haven't moved on from a movie franchise from 20 years ago because- <laughs> Okay, well, sorry. <laughs> I just think that- the It's ma- so tight The masterworks well. of Tolkien, and and it is Tolkien. Don't let anyone says Tolkien. Some kind of mouth breather says Tolkien. Uh, right. Tell you otherwise. It's Tolkien. Okay. His masterworks, I think, are a little different to some kind of jumped up, sorry, shit-muncher, frankly, who wrote the Harry Potter series. It is, it is child's play. It is <laughs> smut at times, <laughs> and it is garbage. You're like, and yeah, I did a 350-question quiz on BuzzFeed to find out what fantasy race I would be, but that's very different from the Harry Potter quiz. Well, the thing was broken, too, because it said I was a dwarf, which is absurd. <laughs> so I would obviously be one uh, of the Rohirrim. <laughs> You're uh, like, I, my result was Shrimp Goblin, which I don't even think is a creature that exists in the Lord of the Rings franchise. Um, I, I'm, I, this is absurd. I've, I'm sorry, everyone. We are normally cooler than this. We're not this painfully uh, millennial. But let's face it, everyone listening also watched those movies growing up. Okay, we have a paranormal tale to dive into today, like every other week. As you well know, here at This Paranormal Life, we're expert investigators. I like to think of us as the special forces of the paranormal. We're who you turn to when all else fails. We're like the men in black starring Will Smith if they drank on the job and also sometimes had a little weed on special occasions. (laughs) What I'm saying is we're like 007 and like 007 we need our cue. We need the latest in paranormal detecting technology when we're in the field. Well, Rory, you'll be glad to know, today I'm your cue, because I've got your latest gadget right here. Okay. What I hold in my hands is central to today's investigation. Can you tell the listeners what it is? It's a uh, a pen-shaped metal bar that does have kind of a lapel clamp at the top, but I don't see a ballpoint at the bottom. To the untrained eye, this is exactly what it is. It is a pen, but to me and you, Rory... Whoa! Whoa! What the f***? If you're watching on YouTube.com, you see that I hold before you, Rory, a divining rod. (laughs) Kit just neuralized me. (laughs) (laughs) Whoa! Okay. So, uh, Kit just made this thing expand kind of like a university lecturer's pointy stick mm. to point at a whiteboard. A telescopic Whoa. expansion. Uh, but then it folded down. It's got, it looks like kind of the aerial of a car if it was bent at 90 degrees. And if you didn't already know what it was, it might be a giveaway that I actually have two of these. Oh, so I'll hell give you both. Yeah. Here we go. This is very cool. Very nice indeed. I like this already. Now, what did you say that this device was called? Divining rods. Divining rods. Okay. Are these the same rods that are used occasionally in the wilderness to hunt for water? Capital idea. That is exactly what these may be used for, among many other things. But yes, for thousands of years, these have been used, or devices very like it, have been used for locating water. And in our research, we have found that these are actually still in use. I mean, I guess because they still sell them, they're still in use in places today. But the debate still rages. Is this science or is it superstition? Are these things actually paranormal? We're going to explore their history, how they're used, and crucially, whether we can perfect this ancient art form and use them to communicate with the spirit world. What do you think? Will we get into it? Let's do it. 
all of that after a couple words from today's sponsor. And remember, every episode of This Paranormal Life is available ad-free right now at patreon.com forward slash This Paranormal Life. Rory, have you heard of divining rods really before you mentioned you you had a, a inbuilt memory that they might have been used for water yeah but i don't think that's the name for them is it dow dowsing rods dowsing rods exactly that's the name of the ones that i believe are used traditionally to detect a water source out in the wild uh never really looked into whether or not there was any scientific backing of that theory um <laughs> right there's some things you don't need to look up you just look at it and you go mm, bullshit and <laughs> right yeah I'm good. yeah I don't think that sticks can find water by just bending them in certain directions. I may be wrong. There may be some science behind it. <laughs> your thirsty ass is about to realize you've been going wrong your whole life. <laughs> You're never going to pay for Evian ever again. But these type of rods, what do you call them? Divining rods? Yeah. Never really heard of it before. I believe they are one and the same. Uh, these are very cool. So this feels all a bit like... Uh, our crystal ball episode, isn't it? Because I think like that, these rods are a bit uncanny because they feel very familiar, yet when you try and kind of pinpoint why you know about them outside of media, uh, you really realise you have no idea where they've come from. Yeah. You know, like a lot of other things from our childhood, I thought they were going to play a bigger role in my adult life, along with quicksand, crystal balls, slime and piranhas. Right. <laughs> Why did you think slime was going to be a bigger part of your childhood? Bro, we've covered it before. Slime was everywhere in the late 90s, early 2000s. That's true. Children's TV shows, everybody's getting slimed. Slime, yeah. Nickelodeon Teen Choice Awards, slimed. You you enter a game show for kids, you lose, you get slimed. You win, honestly, you might also get slimed. There was probably five to ten years of game shows where the punishment for anything was slime. It was like it was like all right. So uh, next up is the red team. They're gonna try and cross the slime river while getting hit by slime balloons. <laughs> but if they make it across, they'll trigger the slime avalanche to win the golden slime. And it's like what, what the f- am I watching? <laughs> it was so slimy. Looking back, we're like, hey, yeah, I guess it was just a kind of safe kind of a TV studio. The TV executives were like, no, actually, a bunch of kids died. <laughs> What did you think? It's like it's like having a bog. A bunch <laughs> right, of kids yeah. fell in the slime vat, couldn't get them out. But I guess it is true. I mean, yeah, like what can the punishment be for, on a kid's TV show? Anything else would just not be funny. Yeah. Like it's like, and for losing the game show, we broke your Buzz Lightyear toy, <laughs> your favorite one. If you can't complete the obstacle course, daddy loses his job. <laughs> Uh-oh, better run, Timmy. He's like, okay, I guess. They slime him immediately, (laughs) wipe him out. And the child with the lowest score, we will plant some dodgy stuff on their dad's computer. (laughs) All right. Whoa, this is dark stuff. The practice of divining goes back centuries, and official accounts of water dousing, as it's also known, are everywhere after about 500 years ago. We know about it mainly because of records showing that the church had to ban it. What? As we well know, when Christianity was introduced to pagan countries, which is a bit like saying my body was introduced to COVID-19 this Christmas, that is to say I didn't have too much of a choice, they banned a lot of pre-Christian pagan practices, worried that they could be actually occultist or satanic. Ah, but this really treads the line, doesn't it? Thinking that sticks can lead you to water? 
They're not worshipping the sticks. I guess maybe it does feel a little occulty. It's a but... bit witchy, isn't it? If all these people were doing was finding water, there shouldn't be a problem. Obviously something else was going on too with these sticks. But like when our primary school tried to ban Pokemon cars in 1999, it did absolutely jack shit. And like mine and Rory's Pokemon battles, they simply went underground, practiced in secret, surviving to this day. Now, in short, the, the process of dousing for water is probably a lot like the vague image you have in your head. It's pretty simple. It involves the use of these two L-shaped rods. Now you hold them at their short end with the long end pointed away from the user. Walking across an open landscape, the rods are said to react and respond independently based on the material you're looking for. The legend goes that the rods are said to cross inwards if the subject walks over water. Whoa, so you can pick what you're looking for? You can enter that into the search bar? <laughs> you just flick a switch. That is right, because you're going to see that these things were used probably historically for the most part for water and paranormal purposes. But then people, as it came on into modern times, people were like, well, what if we use these things to try and find gold? Right. Or precious minerals, things under the water. Which, honestly... The f***ing minerals and the metals makes way more sense. Because if there's like a giant magnet of iron down there, it might affect the sticks. Yes, that's where that's where I think I was getting confused. I don't know if there was actually any legit science involved in this kind of practice. But if there's a guy who's just picking up the sticks and going, boobies, it's like, <laughs> all right, well, I don't think they're going to take you there because there's not a lot of science that could back that up. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Whispering into the sticks. <laughs> Women with loose morals. <laughs> Sticks break in half and fall off. Ah. <laughs> and the method I've described using these rods is pretty much how it's always been done. But before metal rods existed, people obviously used sticks, mm. often from the willow or witch hazel tree. That's kind of of interest to me recently because we've been talking a little bit in the last few months about um, kind of interesting woods because... Oh, it was actually a bonus episode about Abertak, the uh, Irish Dracula. Yeah. Um, and it brought up this idea of specifically a Hawthorne tree, which, which is where he's allegedly buried. Hawthorne having an interesting paranormal connection, but also that this vampire had been killed with a stake made out of the yew tree. So that's pretty uh, interesting that there's a couple different trees of which this is answering the question at the beginning is the wood itself have some kind of property? Right. You can't just pick up two sticks and expect to get results. They have to be from a special tree. The whole thing actually reminds me a little bit as well of our Ouija board investigation because this is this is kind of getting into like divining by getting an object to move independently. Now with a Ouija, we had the, what was it, like a planchette or something? Yes. Um, that moves around the board and in divining, it's the rod. It's like this idea of uh, a spirit or something needing a uh, some kind of something to interact with. Right, I see. Yeah, the same way that if you're doing a séance, you have things like candles that might flicker. I mean, divining rods, I think, is one that people use for séances mm. to ask questions. So the million-dollar question, and the reason for this investigation is: Why do these rods move, and does it work? Well, like I said earlier, the ban changed nothing and dowsing became bigger than ever. 
In the 1700s, in Germany, France, and the UK, <laughs> this was actually the official way of mining. You walked around <laughs> with some sticks, and when they went funny, you just found gold. <laughs> this is literally written into like handbooks and, and stuff like that wow. about the mining industries of these countries. And it was happening in America in the 1800s too. It said that Stephen Sapper Kelly, a World War I soldier in the Australian Expeditionary Force, saved countless lives during the disastrous Gallipoli campaign in Turkey when he MacGyvered some dowsing rods together from copper wire to locate water. Army engineers dug over 30 wells based on his findings and they managed to find enough water to save the lives of the entire platoon. Okay, so the tree doesn't matter because he's making shit out of wire and it works. <laughs> uh, at least for uh, the finding water side of things. Okay, yes. okay. Uh, the point is that it wasn't that these officers in the military believed in magic. I think at this point in time, no one questioned why it worked. I guess there's a lot of things in life like that, right? You just like accept that they work or don't. And they just figured on some level that the, the vibes from the water were affecting the vibes of the rods. Right, yeah. I mean, this is war as well. Crazier things are happening every day. So if a guy's showing up with magic sticks that can lead you to drinking water, it does you no harm to trust him. So it's clear that even just in the last couple of hundred years, this thing has been uh, pretty widely used for at least finding water, also some mining. The problem was, scientists did try to figure out how it worked, and they couldn't prove any way it worked. Uh, you know, in the 90s, there was even a $10,000 prize for anyone who could prove it. No one would claim the prize. If you can find gold with sticks, you don't need 10K. <laughs> you don't need the money, mother because trees can lead me to minerals. <laughs> I can get whatever I want. Yeah, right. You know, you talk about like survivor bias. Yeah. You know, this thing of like planes and when they study planes in war, well, we, guess what? We only have data from the planes that made it home, <laughs> not the planes that didn't make it home. Uh, here we've got dowsers bias. Any guy who got the dowsing rods to work, you never heard from again. He's on <laughs> yeah. a yacht in the Bahamas. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got the Dyson rods framed on the wall. He used them once, found the biggest diamond ever found on Earth. It worked. Yeah. And it only needs to work once. Yeah, yeah. And all his friends are like, oh, so how did the dowsing words work out? Garbage. Nothing. Don't worry about it. Forget them. Yeah. You got the rods though, but don't throw them away. <laughs> Give them to me. It's also not remotely the first time that the that kind of paranormal tools have been employed in the pursuit of material wealth, specifically with mining. I don't know if you remember in our two-parter all about Uri Geller. Yeah. Uh, the story goes, and I know a lot of his story was unbelievable, but I tend to believe that bit because people are maniacs. I tend to believe the story that he was hired by many mining companies over the years to uh, try and psychically pinpoint where there might be minerals or oil reserves. And I think he hit it a few times, right? Yeah, which, again, what does that tell us? I mean, we don't know the ratio of hits to misses. <laughs> that would be interesting to right. know. You know, is, is Uri Geller describing the oil he struck like Rory describing a night out at the casino? <laughs> uh, last night he's like, hey, I, you know, I, I won a couple hands. I hit I did big win a couple last night, hands. yeah. Now, don't ask me what the total profit and loss is of the night. Sure, sure, sure. 
Um, so yeah, we have seen this done before in the past. And I guess it makes perfect sense. It's kind of like in industries where there is a high risk, high reward component, let's say. It's like no one's saying monkeys are good at using typewriters. But apparently, if you get enough of them together in a room, they will write the complete works of Shakespeare. I mean, that's not exactly high risk, is it? <laughs> right. I mean, even using these rods is a high risk. Like the worst thing is you kind of look foolish. Well, high risk in the sense of if you're um, like a mining company, digging in the wrong place is risky. I guess so. It's you invest time and, waste money, time and yeah. money. Yeah. yeah, that's fair. Okay, lots of interesting groundwork being covered here into how these rods have been used in the past. And a lot more often than you would think, being able to find water or minerals by means of a mechanism that no one can determine. And yet, here on TPL, it's only the paranormal we give a shit about. This all matters because for thousands of years, people have believed that these divination rods can actually be utilized to locate spirits and to even communicate with ghosts. Hell yes, brother. You had me worried at the first half with all that nerd shit, but now you're telling me <laughs> these sticks can find ghosts. <laughs> I honestly turned off the Zoom recorder about 10 minutes ago because <laughs> I thought this was trash, but I'll turn it on right now because you're about to get to the meat of the show. I love this shit. You're saying I could point these up at the night sky and they would triangulate the location of a moon base. Uh, they are paranormal tracking devices. Uh, I'm not saying that has never been done. I'm just saying maybe just looking ahead. Yeah, definitely temper those expectations, brother, for the I, second half of this I investigation. I strap these rods to the head of a donkey, slap that ass, and he'll take me to the nearest paranormal source he can find. <laughs> I mean, sure. Sure. <laughs> That's what I'm hearing. Look, I'm not promising any of what you just said. I will say, you need to probe something. This is the tool for the job. It is, yeah. It is. It's primed for probing, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> we are going to get into all of these paranormal possibilities right after a couple of words from today's sponsors. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest and now... 
this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs. It's online, convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. We're saying they can get things off my chest, like uh, Zonktar here? Don't give it a name. Maybe me and Zonktar can sign up for BetterHelp together. Give it a shot, and whatever it is, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Paranormal Life today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Paranormal Life. All right, we're talking about dousing rods and divination rods and the world of the paranormal. One person who knows a little bit about these things is Patty Starr, a ghost hunter and president of Ghost Chasers International. Patty, St I thought that was SpongeBob's best friend. <laughs> Unfortunately, Patty Starr? Unfortunately, Rory, we know Patty because we tried to join Ghost Chasers International once and she told us we can't chase ghosts on our e-bikes. The ghosts are too fast and our application was rejected. But Patty uses dousing rods in her paranormal toolkit. And in 2020, she had an interesting experience. Wow. She says, While I was dousing a bedroom at the Talbot Tavern in Bardstown, Kentucky, my first question after entering the room was, are there any ghosts present in this room? Sorry, so now you're saying, so these rods can be used in <laughs> Sorry, paranormal. Sorry, right, because we're in the middle of the, <laughs> sorry. We're no. in it, we're... We're in a, ostensibly in a haunted house right now, so yeah. this, this better be good, the that's, interruption. No, that's what I'm saying. We spent 30 minutes talking about how people huh? use sticks to find water yes. in a church bandit. Yes. And then you're like, we'll be back after this quick ad break. <laughs> See you soon. And then yes. you come back and you go, so the craft was approximately 60 meters in length. The rods were used as kind of a nuclear key. Oh, right. So we're so just moving so quickly. too much for you. Okay, we're so you, you don't fast. want the paranormal information. That's fine. Let's just slow oh, down we a can, little. We can, we can talk about water all, all day long if you want. So, yeah, another guy tried to find water <laughs> just in the army. He died. It's didn't, just didn't the casualness work. of oh, to You want to know about all the people, all the times it didn't work? Oh yeah, got, I got 20 pages on that, brother. <laughs> the casualness of coming back after the ad and being like, so I was dousing a couple rooms and I was like, we, what does that mean? We haven't talked once about <laughs> using them in a room. Is there water in the room? No, spirits. You so fast. haven't been listening. I have been listening. Who are we talking about? Patrick Starr. <laughs> Patty from, Starr, From Bikini yes. Bottom. <laughs> no, no. A woman from Ghost Chasers International. Right. Okay, who, who uses dowsing rods to communicate with spirits. That's just a little bit of context that could have been included before we got into the, into the haunted house. Uh, I said someone who knows about dowsing rods is Patty Starr. Uh, Patty uses dowsing rods in her paranormal toolkit. Okay, cool. I think that was around the time I was thinking about SpongeBob. Yeah. So that might, have, that might have slipped by me. I mean, this is fine. This is useful for the kind of, uh, you know, the guys listening to this on a shift and shake shack kind of on about 200 mgs of thc edibles right now who may be zoned out for a second fine a recap for for our, uh, our service uh, worker homies to uh, get a little recap on exactly what's happening glad you're with us to recap patty paranormal investigator just like us uses dowsing rods to find ghosts communicate with spirits and she is in the talbot tavern in kentucky great thank you 
when she asked the words, are there any ghosts present in this room? Are you still listening? Yeah, big time. Big time. Pop quiz, what what did she just ask? For f- sake. Are- Something about Krabby Patties? I don't oh know. Oh my God. I'm still thinking about SpongeBob. This is insane. Uh, she's trying to communicate <laughs> with spirits yes. is what she's doing. Yeah, and at I that get it. moment, she says, my dousing rod swung around me and pointed behind me. Whoa, the rod took a swing at her. (laughs) (laughs) Clocked her in the jaw. She had a duck. This rod saw something that likes uh, me likey and stood to attention. Am I right, fellas? Oh, God. (laughs) She she says, shortly after I entered the room, I'd placed a mini cassette recorder on a dresser, which was now behind me. I didn't know why the rod did this movement until I returned home and listened to my audio tapes. When I came to that section of the tape where my rods swung around behind me, you can hear a whisper answer my question about ghosts being in the room. The response was the clear whisper, Behind you! Oh. (laughs) Okay, I wasn't expecting that. (laughs) That's kind of an awkward thing with the rods. You know, if you were the soldier who's like out there looking for water... Mm. And the rods are going crazy, pointing in one direction. And you're like, all right, let's keep going. Let's keep going. I think we should be digging uh, just over this hill. And then you get to the top of the hill and it's just pointing at a graveyard. And you're like, <laughs> I I think I'm using the wrong rods. I think I'm using the wrong rods, unfortunately. Yeah. It is a family. I mean, we could talk about this later, but this is a curious dual purpose. Right. Of these, right? Like like if, it, if it's true that these do work for communicating with the dead but also with finding water and other things like i guess we're saying that they're just there's a vibe system a vibe ecosystem out there that these are tapping into and it doesn't matter whether it's water or whether it's something else but they are being affected by stuff going on that we can't see but they're just so different that's the problem if you had if you had two rods that pointed you in the direction of either french fries or onion rings that's fine because they're pretty similar but if you have a 50-50 chance of finding water or a ghost, that's not a good that's not a good combination because usually when you're that desperate to find water, you really need the water. Yeah. You really need the water. And if you get the ghost, you're not going to be happy about it. You're going to be a ghost. Why do you think there's ghosts there? <laughs> that's how it works. You walk for so long the rods start pointing at you because <laughs> you're about to become a f-ing ghost. <laughs> the sticks lead you to a graveyard where it just says like John R. Chump. He died searching for water using <laughs> rods. You're like, ah, ah shit. shit. I agree. I agree. It is strange. And again, it comes back to that idea of like, maybe this is testament to the way that humans operate, that we operate kind of on this momentum basis of someone showed us how to use the sticks once and it worked for them. So hell, I'm going to do it too. And as long as it works, we're just going to keep doing what works. Right. Uh, I mean, we, hell, we've watched enough YouTube ghost hunters that we've seen. We've seen f-ing smoke alarms attached to slinkies right. being used in haunted houses. We've seen stranger things being used to detect ghosts. That's true. That's true. So who's to say uh, the old ways don't work too? Well, our friend Patty claimed to have captured more during other divining sessions. She says, This was just the beginning of the many voices that I've been very fortunate to capture while dousing, and the voices seem to answer my questions or leave a message related to the subject of discussion. (laughs) I really like that idea of them leaving a message like a 
like a call-in radio show. Right. So I, hey, Patty, uh, long time hunter, first time caller. I just, I thought it was interesting when you were uh, back in Bardsville and you were talking about, you know, uh, are we the souls of people being left behind because of stuff that happened in our lives? And it got me thinking about some stuff that happened in my life. And I never really figured that's why I was here. Anyway, keep it up, love the work, and <laughs> hope you're well. All right, well, thanks to uh, Jimbo for calling in. <laughs> yeah, they're basically just two antennas. They can yeah, yeah. receive radio signals from the other world. But this is pretty cool stuff and pretty in line with what we've seen in other cases involving divination. That's why I'm hesitant to come down too hard uh, on rods themselves because, let's face it, we've talked about a lot of methods of divining in the past and most times it goes the same way. We enter a space... We want to talk to the spirits within, but we need a helping hand. Some kind of object the spirits can interact with and communicate their message. So with Ouija boards, they can spell out exactly what they want to say. Right. Or in the cases of, like you say, a lit candle, we ask yes or no questions. The candle flickers, just the same as divining rods. We ask a yes or no question, the rods move. I see. I see how it is. But are the rods used to receive the message? Like yes or no questions and the rods move to give an answer? Is that the idea? Yeah, because uh, you, you brought up a, a minute ago this idea of them pointing in a direction. I, and again, I think this, this one maybe goes back to childhood media stuff that I think probably in like Looney Tunes, I think it probably did like point to where water was right. or something. But uh, as we've seen with trying to find water and everything, no, the idea is that they would cross over. They would, oh, that they would it, really move in any which direction, right? But, uh, crossing over would be a sign of like an interaction. Okay, um, okay, Rory, you've got some questions about how exactly it works. Well, the good news is that we have instructions on how these things work from our arch nemesis herself, Patty. As you know, we've used here on this show Ouija boards, conducted seances, and summoned spirits in a range of weird and wonderful ways. And that just means we have to test the divining rods all the same way for their spiritual capabilities. Okay. Especially when we have a set right here in front of us. I basically got a step-by-step guide. What do you say we dive into it? I'm ready. Let's get them out. Right. Why don't you hold them? Uh, Can do. Now, so... Boobies. You can... Sorry, right, did that come through on the mic? <laughs> well, you said it right Sorry. into the mic, so it actually did. And they're crossing over, Whoa! so... <laughs> it's like, the call's coming from inside the house! <laughs> you didn't say anything about man boobies. <laughs> okay, Rory has both the rods, and uh, you'll see there probably is a little bit of a knack to this, because they're, they are the idea is that they're sensitive, they're kind of flimsy, so yeah. that they can move pretty easily but it does make it yeah you, you'll get to grips with kind of holding them you've got them now that they're not really moving they're, they're crossing over non-stop <laughs> yeah i want to say you before... need to stop shaking <laughs> well, you're I'm shaking scared. in anticipation of finding boobs yeah. which uh, to be clear isn't going to happen we work in an office right now with three dudes they are all right i'm, I'm starting to get the hang of it unless we're jumping right to step eight and this place is simply crawling with ghosts could be This office is very haunted. Okay, here we go as we embark upon Patty's step-by-step guide to using the rods. I will say these rods haven't been used before, really, for anything like this. Uh, These are fresh rods. 
uh, got because they're particularly cool. They transform into pens, so hopefully they work for us. Now, they actually are very cool. I like them. Step one to this process. Mm-hmm. Relax your mind and body before starting. You should not doze if you are tired, sick, or stressed. Okay, well, I'm actually coming down with a little something because I'm so what? tired and that makes me so stressed that I won't be able to do it right. So all right, so it's a hat trick then? All, all right. three boxes are ticked. You are jet lagged. I actually am, yeah. Okay, well, uh, we're just going to have to hope it still works. It'd be fine, I'm sure. It's so- like when they say like, you know, if you drink this, don't operate heavy machinery. You can still operate the machinery fine. It's a little more dangerous, but it's the machine still yeah, works. I think that's know? the idea. It is a little if bit. If anything, dangerous. sometimes it goes faster. The problem is when you drink, you're gonna want to operate heavy machinery. Yeah, that's the most fun time to operate heavy machinery. Step two: dousing takes a lot of energy, so keep the session short. All right, I am drinking an energy drink as well right now, uh, so hopefully that'll give me enough juice in my body to push through this thing. You make a good point. I need to grab a drink. How relaxed do I have to be, though? Because I don't want to piss myself. Yeah, definitely don't piss yourself. No one said relax your bowels. Step three, wear comfortable clothes. And it's a good idea to remove your watch, jewelry, and other metallic objects from your pockets. Is this to find ghosts or metal? Bro, nothing. Hey, you said it yourself. The the, the shit is interacting. It's swirling about. So let's just try it out. Take my watch off. I got a necklace on. Do I have to take that off? Sure. Uh, okay, also, do not wear a heavy backpack or carry a bag during your dousing session. That's a weird one. <laughs> yeah, I thought so too, but I guess if you're ghost hunting on location, you probably are like on the move with a bunch of other shit, you know? I guess so. Or maybe it's like metaphorical, like, ooh, do not have any baggage no, that could weigh you down. It actually says, especially if there's a laptop, please remove the laptop, <laughs> oh, put right, it in okay. a separate tray. Step four. All right. To protect yourself from other energies and negativity, it is important to align yourself with meditative breathing. Rory, have you, I I dread the answer to this question, have you ever meditated before? Uh, no. Never before. Couldn't agree more, brother. I don't even believe in self-care. I I once as a teenager huffed so much glue that I blacked out into kind of a euphoric state that felt like meditation. Absolutely doesn't count. They said uh, my heart was barely beating, so I think I did achieve some sort of enlightenment. Bro, I, I'm not interested in meditation. I'm not even interested in therapy. Anyway, don't believe in it. If I wanted someone to sit down and tell me all the ways my life has gone wrong, I'd go for lunch with my mum. <laughs> I'd try and kill my dad again <laughs> <laughs> with a stick. Now, it is time to calibrate your rods by establishing a yes and no response. Um, so typically, here's an answer to your question about how we use these things. We use both rods when we want to locate spirits, but we only use one rod during a conversation, which will swing either one direction for yes or the other direction for no. Ah, once, okay. Once this is established, you can start searching for a spirit. So I guess we just have to tell the spirits in the room. Um, what do you think? Left for yes or right for no? Yeah, that sounds like a good okay. idea. Let, I made I, I worded that confusingly, spirits. <laughs> so, spirits, you listening? Spirits. Left, left for yes, right for no, wiggle for maybe, and I don't know which way you're facing, but let's use Rory's left and right. Yeah, sounds good. <laughs> which is, to be clear, the audience on YouTube's opposite. Okay, so complicated. All right, all right. Paraphrasing. All right, left. <laughs> 
Yes. Right. No. Isn't right? That's what I said. Okay. <laughs> this can't be so complicated. It's one step of eight. <laughs> Left. Yes. Right. No. That's it. Okay, Rory. It's time. Step six. We have to find our spirits now. Up, left, right for not sure, but possibly. Down, down, uh, right, up, left for infinite lives. Start select. Rory, <laughs> uh, you got to get up. You got to walk around the room. Got to locate these spirits. What? Yeah. I can't just get sit up. here and point. No, get up. Oh, what the hell, man? I didn't know I was gonna have to get up. All right, you're gonna have to get up, walk around the room, and then we're gonna see if they cry. I mean, they're cr they will not stop moving. They're I going think you're insane. Shaking. I'm <laughs> not. Gonna, no, they won't stop crossing. <laughs> so we're gonna have to. You're gonna have to get up, walk around the room, and then when they cross over. <laughs> That's when we know we found the spirit. I will say, our studio is a box. Yeah, it is a shoebox. It is a mouse's thimble. <laughs> so, you know, I don't know if it's going to make that much of a difference, but I think it's worth trying. Well, I haven't even moved one step, and both of these sticks are rotating like helicopter blades. I'm about to take off into the night sky. Okay, hold on. Ah, this one hit me! <laughs> it's sharp too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm just gonna stand up and walk around the studio. I mean, where do yeah. I go? Uh, you, you talk and I'll narrate if, for you if I need to translate your okay. messages. Ah, Jesus. All right, Rory is, he's currently gone off camera. He's standing just off camera. Now, as he walks around, these things are, they are, oh, they're coming oh, for him, whoa. Shit. That one came for me. <laughs> they're spinning around, trying to punch Rory in his stupid face. This uh, feels like a game show where I'm going to get slimed. <laughs> yeah, it feels like these are like electrically charged and if they cross over, you get zapped. Zapped, yeah. Currently, they are, because if anything, they were going in the opposite direction. They haven't actually crossed over much, which is interesting because they did cross over substantially right at the point where we're recording. Yeah. Okay, that took about 12 seconds because the studio is so small. Right. Where he's now back seated in the studio. They were crossing over a lot. As you walked around, they kind of stopped. Now that you're seated again, they aren't crossing over. So uh, our best guess here is that right where we're seated is the best spot to be asking some questions. So I say, Rory, you drop one of these things and just go down to one and we can ask the spirits a few questions. The instructions go on. Drop one rod and ask permission to talk to them. Yo, what up? Are you okay for us to ask a couple questions? Okay. If it's okay, <laughs> I don't know if it's swung either way, but I guess it's it is okay. It's like a okay. horse's cock. <laughs> this thing will not stay still. Now we've got to introduce uh, the people from our group before we start asking questions. Hello, spirits. My name is Kit. Uh, I am the leader and the king of our group. Not exactly true. This is Rory, my humble serf. No. And uh, Editor Phil somewhere in the background. We're all on the same level. We humbly ask your permission for us to ask you a couple of questions. And monetize you so your responses. <laughs> Step six. Be sure that the wording of your question is clear and not ambiguous. I don't know if I'm actually capable of that, as you've heard, but I guess I'll give it my best shot. How are you guys doing? I uh, hope you're doing well. I think it's supposed if, to be a yes or no question. Not, don't worry about answering if like that's prying too much i suppose um it's very ambiguous how do you feel how do you feel we didn't even give them words <laughs> to answer that question 
Okay. How do you feel? No. <laughs> he doesn't feel. Okay. From All here right. on in, we'll be asking you yes or no questions, and you can respond like so. Can we start with something important? Like, are you going to eat our souls, or are you going <laughs> to stick around afterwards? Hey, or? well, you're, you're asking multiple questions, so don't be ambiguous. All right, well, he's swinging to yes, and I'm getting a little worried over here. <laughs> okay. Spirits, are you planning on eating our souls? That oh. was a substantial swing to the right. So that, that was is pretty no. good. All right. Hey, well, that's a good place to start. We don't have to evacuate the studio. Uh, okay. Um, spirits, did you die in this building? Okay. I don't think we have anything. Mm, he's going a little to the right. It's maybe. It's a maybe. He's kind of wiggling. A maybe. Potentially. Um, that was all the questions you had. <laughs> I didn't think we get this far. <laughs> uh, spirits, do you like sports? What's you got any holidays coming up? <laughs> Can I ask the questions? Is there an afterlife? Oh, would you look at that? We got a yes. <laughs> it kind of just went back to the middle, though, right? No, that's super crooked. All right. Uh, well, in that case, spirits, are you in heaven? <laughs> oh, uh oh. <laughs> well, I guess that makes sense because you're still here. That's <laughs> yeah, a pretty, pretty resounding no. Are you in uh, a kind of purgatory? No. Okay, that was so fast that it was kind of like a no dummy. Spirits, I want to know how many of you there are. Is there more than one of you? You're shaking like a leaf. It's man. hard to hold. I'm trying to focus. <laughs> I'm trying to focus. Okay, so it's in inconsequential so far. Uh, spirits, do you have unfinished business here on Earth? Oh. Okay, that's a yes. Seems like a yes. All right, there's some kind of unfinished business. Um, not going to lie, spirits, I kind of wasn't anticipating this kind of successful direct contact, so I am scrambling a little bit for good questions. Um, uh, is Rory going to go to heaven? Oh shit! Look at that. It's, yeah, I think oh, you. Oh, that's a yes. I think you're kind of. Whoa, that's the strongest yes we've had all night. Yeah. Damn. I think you're actually. That shit's I'm crazy. I just want to test this for myself. Um, spirits, do you think Kit is cooler than Rory? Oh, straight to no. Yeah, that's okay, wild. So What's going just, on here? Yeah, I just want to do a quick test. Oh, so my... you are rigging the test. No, I'm getting. I can feel it coming through from the other side. Yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, my spirits. God. Is Kit a bitch? Oh my god. No, spirits, don't don't say that. Don't that's too far. Oh, that's too much. Yeah. Okay. I disagree with yeah, them personally, that, that, but that the was, rod that it's was hard what to disagree I thought with. Was uh, maybe happening. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh Rory, <laughs> is this a joke to you? Am I a joke to you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking you yes or no questions. <laughs> Science points yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> Yes, yeah, like, bro, is this a joke to you? No. <laughs> <laughs> the rod swings, swings around, cuts me in the throat. Uh, look, I'm not convinced. If anything, what I've just demonstrated is that it is very easy to uh, hoax results for this level of kind of uh, paranormal investigation. Not that I was uh, up until the point where we quite evidently did. There was some movement in there that felt natural, but... If anything, I've just illustrated, it is quite easy to move the sticks by themselves, very discreetly. 
Okay, this is awkward. I didn't know how that was going to go, but I was so confident. I only wrote an ending to this script that worked perfectly. <laughs> that says, that's right, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> so there you have it. Inescapable <laughs> proof of the existence of ghosts. I would like to formally accept in advance the Nobel Prize for Physics, Chemistry, and honestly, Poetry. I would also like to point out Rory did nothing to write or research this case, so I won't be sharing the prize money at all. I want him to point that out too. Now, it's, <laughs> now of course, it's just the small matter of agreeing on a double yes. <laughs> Fine. I think you arguably, even though you'd ruined the investigation, I will say you pointed out something probably useful and worth bringing up, which is the biggest criticism of dousing rods is that the movement in the rods, it has been argued that it is down to the idea motor phenomenon. Essentially, tiny unconscious muscular movements that even the user might not be necessarily aware of, yeah. but become amplified by the rods. So, you know, you were sure hamming it up for the cameras, but that the same thing might be happening unconsciously. If you were using it, even even if you're the one asking the questions, you might be messing up with the answers. Yeah, you know, it's a it's a piece of paranormal hunting advice that can leave a lot to human error. Essentially, uh, th this is like when we investigated Mr. Fritz, the the World War II puppet, and we were like, how could the puppet move by itself? It's got strings on it. It's a puppet. It's designed to move by itself. <laughs> essentially. So uh, if you're looking at these sticks and wondering, well, how can the sticks rotate by themselves? They're in a hand, a human hand that can stay still. Yeah. Precisely. If you were to hold one of these sticks in a metal vise and keep it locked on that location and then ask questions, now that would be interesting. That's actually really smart. Would, the, would they still move if, if it was held securely by machines in place? Or would then paranormal enthusiasts argue, no, you need the human connection to power the sticks. Yeah, that's, a, something that's like a pretty that. good cop-out, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's an excellent point, though. That is an excellent point. Um, I think that is exactly probably what they would say. Uh, there is a lot of arguments against this idea of using dousing rods, using divining rods. Of course, one of the other reasons, when we look back at their use in finding water, finding minerals, things like that underground. That's another interesting one because you could make the argument that that is some kind of proof that they do work. If someone was able to use these rods, find where water was, dig a well, and uh-oh, there's water, that maybe that shows that they're, it's better than just guessing uh, and that in right. some way they work. But there is also an argument that at the end of the day, even Wikipedia points out, water dousers often achieve good results because they've started off by looking in areas where there's already likely to be water somewhere. Right, Like you yeah. wouldn't go into like, you know, the middle of the Saharan desert and break out the rods and try and dig. You're probably, you know, if you're like a mining company, you're probably in an area already to begin with where there might be something. Yeah, there's a high chance of discovering it. You know, so it's like, it's like walking into the super expensive like craft beer section of the off-license and then using the rods to pick a beer at random. And you're like, Haha, the rod's new. It's incredibly delicious. It's like you went into the delicious <laughs> section and then asked the rods to help you find something delicious. Yeah, like you, yeah. It's self-selecting. Yeah, I mean, it's also worrying to be kind of at our conclusions and to, at this point, have zero explanation as to how the rods work, either to find water or to communicate with spirits. 
Well, but we did. It's the same as the candle, isn't it? It's just a physical thing that they can interact they can with. around with, essentially. Yeah. I mean, we've seen it, haven't we? With doesn't matter whether it's a candle, whether it's a REM pod, whether it's whatever. It's just uh, arguably these are the simplest of all the detection devices because it's just something physical they can. With. I think the idea is that I suppose these are more sensitive than. Uh, you know, asking it to knock over a book off a bookshelf. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I think that does a disservice to paranormal hunting equipment because then you could just say, just dangle a f string and if they flick the string, they've answered a question. I think there's honestly truth to that though, isn't there? That like paranormal equipment often has like a like a cool vibe. It's like, we must use candles because the spirits, that it's like, why can't right. we use a f***ing Zippo? Yeah. Why can't we use... <laughs> A vape pen. Hey, hey, ghost, hit this elf bar real quick. <laughs> if it's a yes. You want to communicate with me? Here's a, a light-up LED Razer keyboard. Yeah. And I've got Microsoft Word open up on my desktop. Just type some shit. Yeah. That's how you can communicate with me. Yeah. But yeah, it has to be these kind of like, oh, subtle little movements, which coincidentally <laughs> happen pretty easily by themselves. <laughs> All right, we see where Rory is going with this. Uh, <laughs> you know, researching the history of this, there was one thing I thought was quite fun and not really cool, but I don't know. It depends what way you look at it, whether it's uh, good or not. But dousing is probably a lot more widely accepted to this day than you think. You know, researcher Ewan was on this case and in reading about all of this, he was... As he puts it, shocked and delighted to find out how in use dousing still is. Hmm. Uh, the BBC discovered that as recently as 2017, the practice was still widely used on farms. Around the same time, one biologist witnessed technicians from a water company using divining rods in Stratford-upon-Avon in England, and then she took to Twitter to find out if uh, anyone else had heard of other UK water companies doing the same thing. Now, while no water companies said that they like officially endorsed the practice, many water companies said they were aware of employees using dousing uh, across Anglian water, Scottish water, Southern water, Welsh water, uh, Yorkshire water, and Thames water right here in London. That's a little worrying. So that leads me to believe that maybe... Right now, at the present day, there are water technicians around the city, right here in London, still using dousing rods. That's kind of worrying, because Thames Water supply my water to my apartment. <laughs> yes. And I was hoping that they would use kind of <laughs> more modern day equipment to kind of find and treat that water uh, instead of just magic sticks. No, I'm not saying that this is commonplace, uh, just that there are... I mean, it's not hard to believe that there's probably people who are old enough in these establishments, like I said earlier, who they maybe saw someone else do it. Right. Like, you know, someone else, maybe when they were being trained at some point years ago, someone said, look, between you and me, it's not, it's not company policy, mate, but look, just keep these power, Roger. I'll give you, you keep these power. I've got more at home. Just use these. When you're in a pickle, yeah, and you can't find the source, Listen to me, mate. Just take them out. Give it a try. See if it works for you. And then, lo and behold, it does work that one time. And then they keep them in their van. Next time they're investigating a leak somewhere. And what do you know? It works the next time too. And they just keep them in their van after that. <laughs> and then 20 years later, we're talking about it on a podcast. So uh, 
That's pretty nuts. Now, that is absolutely proof of nothing. Yeah. But it's just cool. Because I was going to say, you know, you said uh, researcher Ewan was very excited to see that the rods are still being practiced to this day. To be clear, not for the paranormal at all. <laughs> Mostly well, just to find f- puddles. <laughs> well, the, the, the point is it could be paranormal because no one knows how they work. <laughs> like to, to communicate with ghosts? Hell no. <laughs> You really think they can do that shit? <laughs> you idiot. All right. We are at the end of our investigation into dousing rods, into divining rods, an ancient practice of both finding things yeah, and also communicating with spirits with the other side. We've talked a little bit about the history. We've used the rods here in the studio. We've tried communicating with spirits with mixed results. But we do, as always, have to come down at the end of an episode on whether... It's real or not. Are you saying these things are paranormal or not, Rory? I'm going to answer with the rods. <laughs> All right. It's a no. It was a yes. No. <laughs> no, it was a no. If you were listening so- at home, not seeing the video, they swung wildly to the left, which is pretty cool, if you ask me. bent the rods so harshly it can't move anymore. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, I guess that that makes it a double no. Uh, you know, th- these things are strange to talk about because, as I said, it's like a... F- flickering candle yeah it's a tool of paranormal investigators is it inherently paranormal not really the only thing is like it's only weird when people say hey a candle can be used during a seance because they it can flicker when ghosts touch it i kind of get that people have candles lying about who the sweet has a bendy metal rod that folds that this was invented by a guy who had too much metal that's what I'm saying. And he said, you could communicate with your dead mother if you buy my special metal. <laughs> it's such a weird thing. Like, I, I don't know where it came from, you know? Were like, you listening to the damn show? Where the lore came from. Who ever said that it was a rod that could talk to spirits? It was people with a stick. But <laughs> People have been using sticks for a long time. <laughs> to locate water. And then, and then someone, someone was using a stick for finding ghosts. <laughs> And then one day the stick broke and they were like, I've been going through too many goddamn sticks. I need a, a stick that won't break. And then someone was like, hey, here's a, here's a metal stick. Right. That spins around. It, yeah. It's really nothing to do with the metal anymore. It's, it's it. just to start off as a stick. Now in our cyberpunk futuristic landscape, it's a metal stick. Okay. I may have missed that in the story originally. <laughs> this is an uphill in battle this guy <laughs> Rory's like he's like one of these like TikTok teens he needs whenever I'm talking about the paranormal he needs like a, a feed alongside like a baby with an iPad he needs it to be showing cartoons simultaneously to hold his attention look I'm just saying if you want to try and convince me of a piece of paranormal hunting equipment it's got to include more than one story by a woman who's named after a pink starfish right. okay we're done here um If you have used these, maybe you live on a farm in rural Yorkshire and maybe your grandpappy showed you how to use the dowsing rods in order to find running water. If that's you, leave us an email at thisparanormallifepodcast at gmail.com. That's where we uh, read lovely emails from our listeners and have done for many years now. Uh, If you give us a tip, we will check it out there. You can also hit us up on socials on Twitter. Uh, actually don't bother with Twitter on Instagram <laughs> at this paranormal life um, and anywhere else you can find this paranormal life we're on all socials please get in contact with us send us your tips send us your thoughts say hello 
We're hanging out over there on YouTube. You can watch the full-length, high-definition video version of this show over on YouTube. Search This Paranormal Life if you want to see Rory using the rods. Watch the pole swinging. It's been really fun. We've started really only at the end of 2023 getting this paranormal life up in full video format. And it's been really rewarding. It's a fun journey. There's a lot of people, I think around 10,000 of you subscribed over there supporting the show. Um, So if you're a YouTube user, there's every likelihood you haven't subscribed uh, to us there, haven't followed us there. So please hit subscribe. Helps us out a lot. And it's great because so many people who had been listening to the show, you know, started watching the YouTube version and they were like, oh my God, like Rory, I didn't realize you were six foot three. Like, I knew you had a cool <laughs> yeah. voice, but like, didn't I didn't realize, know. Because he isn't, yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sitting down, so it's hard to tell what exactly my stand height is. Stand up then. But... We'll both stand up, <laughs> and then we'll see. That you're you know. f***ing 179 centimeters, probably. And they were like, Roy, we didn't realize that, you know, we can obviously tell that you're good looking because it's just the voice, but we didn't realize you had like a f***ing six pack. Right. You know? Yeah, lift up your shirt then, because this is a video and you can... <laughs> That's for sure then. Well, yeah, I don't want us to get flagged. To I don't that. want us to get flagged for anything on YouTube. I think nudity is not well. It's not the good thing is not nudity then. It's just your midrift. Well, it's going to be nudity if they want me to prove I got a seven foot hog. Yeah, okay. Well, that's crass. And I'm not going to prove seven that on YouTube. Seven foot on that. So it's the same length as you. <laughs> Longer than you actually, apparently. <laughs> uh, this is crass and I've had enough. Okay, that's fine. Do you want your rods back? No, they're useless. (laughs) Uh, That's right. Search This Paranormal Life on YouTube to check that out. But that is not the home of TPL, really. It's one of our homes. It's like our holiday getaway where the the cult leaders, Kit and Rory, like to hang out. But of course, the place we call home, the commune, is patreon.com forward slash This Paranormal Life. The link is in the description of this episode, wherever you're listening to it. And this is where you want to go to get all the episodes that are not available publicly. They are available only, exclusively, to our Patreon supporters. For years, the way we've kept this paranormal life going, the way this became our jobs, and the way it has grown and flowered like a beautiful rose, is through people supporting the show directly on Patreon. And we've been able, in the last few years, to create, let me think, at the time of writing, there's about probably approaching 200 episodes between bonus episodes and after-party episodes. uh, 200 almost episodes of This Paranormal Life that are exclusive to Patreon. And much like the dowsing rods themselves, if you put $5 in your hand, we'll guide you to that bonus content. (laughs) We'll lead you right there. Don't worry. Grease our palms. Uh, I mean, I've said it before. In this world of Bidenflation, that price has also not changed. Uh, right. we've actually, we've added other tiers over the years, but, um, for the low price of $5, you can get access to all the bonus episodes, at least. And those are the meaty, too hot for TV, full length investigations Ooh. into the paranormal. They're, they're intense stuff. And up from there, you have weekly after party episodes, shout outs right here on the show. Uh, and even... A limited I always laugh when I say it because it's too absurd. There's a coin. There's a limited edition gold and silver Knight of the Commune coin uh, that guarantees entry into the commune upon completion, which is pending. It's kind of the the construction of the commune has gotten wildly beyond. It's a bit like HS2 here in the UK. 
certain bits of it are being scrapped. The sauna <laughs> and the, the playing grounds have been scrapped. Yeah, we've got 300 guys who have been trying to find water for two years <laughs> before we start construction. And it's not going well because, so, yeah, they're using the rods. But it will be done. It will be done. And when it is done, you will be granted admission with the coin. Exactly. Just flash your coin. You walk right in. The funny thing is, you know, what, what I remember I was so up for doing the coin in the beginning because it sounds like a joke. Uh, because this is a comedy podcast that yeah. you would buy a coin to get admission into a place that doesn't exist yet. Uh, <laughs> I liked it because I already did that. I bought a coin That's off true. Kickstarter that got me a gold coin that got me access to a temple, which <laughs> I think I got the coin about eight or more years ago. It's still not done. I think they're still... Yeah, that's to be expected. It's the, uh, It looks pretty cool. It looks pretty cool. I'm going to literally show, look it up and show Rory. They're working on it. Oh, yeah, they're working on it. I'm going to say, I don't think there's ever any temples that have been constructed through Kickstarter. <laughs> I don't know what you were expecting. <laughs> why, why don't I show you... Uh, what it's supposed to look like versus what exists so far. Please do. <laughs> okay, hold on. So, so, so here's here's what they're planning on building. Right, a ridiculous... It's a temple. It's it's a a, temple. It is a temple, yeah. Meticulously carved, many faces and intricate designs on top. Yeah, I mean, it's utterly ridiculous. This is what the ancient Egyptians would have built if they had had the gonads. Uh, and then just to show you what is currently there. <laughs> that is a giant box. That's it. <laughs> it's an enormous cube. That's what you build when you're on day one of playing Minecraft. <laughs> it's just a brick house. Uh, so, you know, uh, but hey, they are ahead of us in construction of the temple. Sure. And it's nice to know that there's other people building temples too. Uh, patreon.com forward slash this paranormal life to help the construction of the temple uh, and get some cool bonus content in the meantime. And if you're out there thinking, getting Rory, I can't take, your word means jack shit. You just spent 45 minutes talking about a stick that can't detect water. (laughs) And you're saying, I need more to check this out. Why not listen to a clip right now of one of our recent bonus episodes? He was convinced she was having an affair, so one night he tried to catch her in the act. He climbed the outside walls of the castle, aiming to peer into his wife's bedroom, which is kind of funny that that also wasn't his bedroom. Uh... That tells me everything I need to know. Tiptoeing at the window ledge, he suddenly lost his grip and plummeted to his death. Relieved that the tyrant... So, so it wasn't that magic. <laughs> well, it, well wasn't that, it wasn't that good. It spells. Yeah, everyone obeys the rules of gravity, all right? Uh, relieved that the tyrant was finally gone, the townspeople celebrated and buried Avertak outside the village. The townspeople might have thought he was gone forever, but the very next morning, Avertak was back. Whoa! He had risen from his grave and come back to the village. But he didn't look great. He was looking a little pale, for sure. But the people knew better than to ask questions. It was just like, head down, pretend nothing ever happened. Only, his demands were even more dark and ghoulish than usual. Heed my demands. Bring me bowlfuls of fresh blood cut from your wrists. He decreed. 
Avatak, everything all right, bud? Because you did not sound like that when we played. Yes, I did. I sounded like this. No, you didn't. (laughs) No, you kind of, you had like an Irish accent. Hey, what's up, dudes? What's up, dudes? (laughs) I always sound like this. Hey, all right, so. So you're the same old Avatak as, as always? Same old right? Avatak. Ever. Avatak. Same old Avatak. How <laughs> the f*** you don't know your own name? <laughs> the dark one, right? That's what you guys call me, the dark one. Same old Avatak. Okay. Same old blood drinking so you, Avatak. Drinking blood six no, times so a day. So huh? he, didn't, he didn't, you didn't do that before. I was always you know, drinking blood. You that. know me, love a pint <laughs> of blood. No, that's, this is, that would be a first one. That will be a new Has anyone seen my order? wife? I mean, has anyone seen my cheating wife? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, we are jokers. Oh, what a great clip. It really is. What a great show. On the bonus episode, we talk about the sticks that can detect water. <laughs> the real ones, the juicy ones. We should also, on an after party, find out what Hogwarts houses we are. That would be fun. Okay. We could do a little quiz. Yeah. If anyone's up for that, let us know some Harry Potter-themed content. That just about wraps it up for this week's investigation into Divining Rods, into Divination Rods. Uh, we are, of course, going to be back next week with hopefully something resembling a double yes. In the no, meantime. no, don't bet on it. <laughs> no, sorry, before you go out, oh, just don't promise yours? anything because it's mine next week. Oh, right. It is pretty spooky. It, it is a very spooky one. Okay, exciting. So a it little, could be... Probably could a little cursed object, yes. a little poltergeist activity, Ooh, a little paranormal stuff. A nice little taste. A lack of physical evidence. Oh, don't say that. Sure, but that's to be expected with ghosts. It's not you really, know? Yeah. It could be a yes or a no. We don't know. Um, but without saying too much... You won't need your rods for this one. Let me tell you <laughs> You can come up to your own conclusions without pretty too easily. Much, the rods are swinging right. <laughs> They're swinging right before I even reach the first paragraph. Uh, but it's going to be a great one. You don't want to miss it. Tune in for that. See you next week. Bye-bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.